Hey guys, it's Tuesday night and welcome to the Tuesday night hangout. Hello, uh, hello, hello. We have Shane on and we have Mark. Mark Hale. That's me. That's me. My bad. Moving on. Moving on. Hey guys, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing uh, good. Doing, I'm doing all right. I've got uh, guests coming soon in a house that's not ready. And just because they're super nice people, they're adding an extra surprise um, person with them. And now we have to rearrange everything because, well, I wasn't prepared for three people. A surprise guest. <laughs> Going to Florida. Hey, where, where will be uh, next Tuesday show done at? Next Tuesday's show will be done in uh, Florida at Shane's house. That it will. So, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. I'm just doing a few things here. Sorry. But anyways, um, yeah, so we'll be down in Florida next week. Uh, we're leaving here after Christmas and we will be down in Melbourne cruising around Florida. That, that's going to be a lot of fun. So um, that's what we're doing is the, the Lear family is going to be hanging down with uh, Shane and Krista. Mark, what are you going to be doing for the holidays? Uh, not too much. We'll see some of our family here in town, but we're just staying in town. There you go. And that's what southern southern Georgia? Uh no, we're we're up north of central Georgia. Oh, so you're closer to Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're really close. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right there. Almost. Right. right. So anyways, um yeah, so I guess what we're going to be doing is we're going to be uh working on Shane's motor and he's going to be doing a 200 hour service we're hoping to videotape this and um get a good video out on it we're going to take our GoPro stuff and uh I I think it'll be a very educational thing because uh Shane looked I looked we couldn't find anything on 200 hour services so we'll be doing a 200 hour service and um what to expect to see and go from there so, um, wow, some exciting, not exciting news, sad news. Did you see in Texas, supposedly, um, an airplane hit a paramotor? Actually, Is it a paramotor or paraglider? No, it, it's a paramotor because I saw the pictures of the motor on the ground with the wing and the reserve. Oh, okay. yeah, that's, that is, that's, that's not going to be good for our um, our sport. Um, that is but, my biggest concern when flying exceptionally high, say a mile high or what have you. That is literally my biggest concern because half of those pilots are not looking out the window. They're looking at their gauges and we don't pop up on their gauges. So we're pretty much sitting ducks. Yeah, um, I don't know the exact, 
I don't know the exact uh, all the information, but I know the NTSB and FAA are both involved in looking into this. Well, good morning, Will. I'm glad you were able to get up in time to make it to our show. Had a heck of a time trying to get on. I started like 10 minutes before, and uh, but hey, better late than never. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So when Will, you would know this when they are flying um, with um, what do you call that? Non VFR. Um, not VFR, IFR? IFR. Yeah. If when they're flying IFR, so stuff like us, we don't show up on anything? No. Uh-uh. I, you know, that that is a question though. I don't know if you if we would actually show up on primary radar. And primary radar is basically, you know, if you've seen the at a airport, you've seen the, the big antenna yeah. sweeping around. That's the primary. Um, we probably would show up on something like that. That's my guess, because a little Cessna 172 does. But, of course, the 172 has got a transponder, which helps. Right. Um, so, so, I mean, I kind of joined late. What, how does that relate to what you guys were talking about? Uh, we were talking about the incident that happened, accident that happened down in Texas, where right. the, um, you know, and, and none of us know the details, where the plane um, and a paramotor um, found each other. So it's, you know, and Shane brought it up, you know, we're not really on anybody's radar. So, you know, and pilots are basically, when you're flying IFR, if pilots are looking down at their gauges or playing Tetris. <laughs> that's, that's a really good point. They are. And, uh, but, but the deal is, is even if you're on an IFR flight plan separation, I mean, it's still your response. The pilot, if he's in, in, in BMC or visual meteorological conditions, like, you know, what we fly in, yeah. um, still his responsibility to be looking outside. ATC isn't providing separation. It's not their responsibility. In other words, they'll call shot. They'll, they'll tell you about things. And, and, um, but, uh, uh, Ben, uh, Paramotor NC, he had an interesting incident happen to him, uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago, where he had a close call with an airplane. I think it was a small commuter jet. And uh, and he asked me about that. And he said, you know, well, should I be concerned? Or was that closer than it looked or further away than it looked? And my takeaway from all of that was, I can guarantee you, like, like you said, uh, that that pilot was not looking outside his window. <laughs> he was busy on the radio, looking at his approach chart or looking at his instruments or taking it off autopilot. Yeah. So, so now I, I kind of glanced at that article. I didn't read it because I was trying to drive. That didn't sound good. Anyways. Um, so did they give any information in that article about you know, altitude that this plane was at when they struck, did they give any, anything, any technical stuff? I like you just kind of went, just skimmed the okay. article. I didn't go into it in depth. Have you read it, Mark? On, on one thing I heard today is that they were at like 42 or 4,800 feet. They were high, you know, high for us. 
did they say anything about airspace what airspace they were in uh they did i mean i didn't i don't remember what all i, I was uh on our coweta group here in georgia they were talking about it in depth and um and they were talking about it was they pulled up the chart and they were outside but i don't i don't remember where was it where was the accident in texas okay do you know what part no i can jump off and find it a town I, would or think, anything? I would think it would be in the air yeah, yeah it would be in the <laughs> air and it's most likely class echo airspace well let me ask you something will uh tony asked a question he said he's got so many questions um he asked about uh strobes if the pilot is flying by instrument he ain't looking at out the window so you could have the brightest strongest strobes if he's not looking out the window he ain't gonna see you um and whose fault is it is it the i was always under the impression if the faster plane comes up behind a slower plane and they collide it's the plane that's taken over is that Okay, well, the way I read it, and this is open to interpretation, just like everything else the FAA publishes, to where no matter what, it's going to be our fault. Um, but we cannot interfere with other, other aircraft. It is our responsibility to stay clear of everybody else. Yes. Now, that being said, everybody understands. I'm talking about other pilots. I've had... Uh, I've had communications with a Citation jet pilot. He flies out of my local uh, LZ. And um, trust me, he does everything in his power to make sure he knows where I am. We've got an open line of communication. He's a really nice guy. They don't want to hit me any more than I want them to hit me. And so, and they know that I'm not, well, I am a bit more maneuverable perhaps, but I assure him a hell of a lot slower. So, um I, Shane, that's just the way I read it. Right. No, no. I'm I'm curious because I've watched several like YouTube videos of at real life uh, plane crashes and stuff, planes colliding, and I was just kind of curious if, I mean, we're the slower aircraft if we're considered aircraft or ultralight, and they clearly have the speed on us. So, I mean, if we're inside of the airspace we're supposed to be in or can be how the hell are we supposed to get out of the way of a plane that's doing over 100 miles an hour we're doing 30 like yeah, it, we're it, lucky <laughs> uh you know I what know, i mean like i i i understand but it's it's either um far 103 or it's it's FAR 103.13, I think, that says it's our responsibility to get out of their way. Yeah. And uh, it's Full Shear, Texas. Full Shear? How do you spell yeah. that, Mark? F-U-L-S-H-E-A-R. Texas. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, uh, I'm going to do some research. I'll be right back with you guys. Okay. Hey, oh, well, but let, while we're on that topic, there is one thing that I believe we would have the right of way over. And I, I would have to clear this up with the, the local FISDO. But 
but an aircraft in distress has the right of way of over all other aircraft. So if we were in distress, if we had a battery, we were burning or something like that, I think that is an exception to the rule. Not 100% sure, but uh, and that's not specifically addressed in 103, I don't believe. So uh, yeah, there's that. Just some food for thought while I'm doing some hmm. work. I will say that uh, Bill H um, said something about the reserve chute being deployed next to the paraglider wing. Um, yeah. I did have a question about that, whether it was just jerked out of its pouch and deployed, or if there was time enough for the pilot to actually deploy the, the reserve. I'm kind of curious. Not that we'll probably ever know, but I'm just curious. From what that. I From what I read on it, it looked like only one of the two pilots died and it was the pilot of the aircraft. Uh, and so I'm guessing he must've just clipped his wing or line or something. Uh, you know, now that's totally guessing, but um, you know, it took the plane out of the sky and then, you know, you can see the wing and you can follow the lines over to the motor and then you can see the reserve off to the side I'm guessing he clipped them, clipped his wing, and uh, he was able to throw his reserve. But that's just a total guess. Now there was one right. death. There, there was a media report saying that both pilots did die. Uh, that's terrible. Right here at Christmas, too, man. I mean, that's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, Mark, after you put that out on our private chat it was on our wisconsin chat about two seconds later so i mean that spread extremely quick yeah so and yeah, i, I want to point out that... go ahead mark go ahead i, I was just going to say because everybody you know all of us talk about how big the sky is and the odds of it happening are slim to almost slim to none and uh and it happened today. Yep. I will tell you um, that private chat that the three of us are part of, or the four of us are part of, you will see some private parts in that <laughs> private chat. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point that out. Luckily, anyway. the, listen the listeners don't have to see some of that stuff. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah. So uh, anyways, the, you know, what are the chances of that happening? You know, there's so there is a lot of questions. I, I would like to know the airspace, um, you know, that he was flying in, because I saw something about it. And um, I don't, you know, you just don't know. But it would be well, I will tell you at at the compound, you will deal with a lot of um, student pilots from uh, the FIT um, flying out of Melbourne, and uh, more than uh, more than a dozen times, I've had them come by me several times during one flight, multiple different times within three hundred yards of me, and looking them dead in the eye as they're flying by. Right. That 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 is um 
one thing that freaks me out with flying out at the compound. So now Tony asks, he goes, now that this happened, you think the FAA will get involved with the PPG community? I don't think the FAA really wants to be involved with the PPG community. You know, They'll have to address right. it. There's no way to separate the two. Right. I mean, in this incident, in this accident, there's right. no way to separate them. So they'll have to come up with the cause and yep. try to reconstruct it. Um, Maybe we'll all have to wear masks while we fly our paramotors. Right. <laughs> well, I just, I just think that, you know, that if things like this continue to happen, it's not going to be good. So I agree. Absolutely. Did you find out anything, Will? Um, uh, I'm this close to uh, finding it. Not quite okay. as easy as it sounds, but I'm almost there. The, um, <clears throat> yeah, like, you know, did he have time to pull his reserve? So, but kind of interesting, very sad, very sad to hear. Um. Uh, slow days said three died, two in the plane and the paramotorist. Oh man! So yeah, that's and and it's so crazy because everybody puts the news out so fast. I mean, I the first thing I read today uh, clearly stated as fact that there was only the pilot only was in the aircraft by himself, but that just that doesn't mean it's right that's just what i had read right yeah okay so you want me to uh share my screen here uh yeah please do um yeah do that all right can you see that uh cannot oh can yes and okay so right here i did a search for full share texas airport and there's a X09, which is going to be, let's see if I can find it. I don't know. This is what it pulled up right here. Mm -hmm. So depending on where they were, I mean, they could have been in a whole, surely they're going to be in classy airspace. They wouldn't be in class Bravo, which is the big blue blob you see to the right. Right. Um, and then you have to have a clearance to get into there. So, you know, they're not going to be in class Bravo. So other than that, let's see, it's class. That's a class Delta airport right there. They'd have to have two-way radio communications to fly into there. No. So they wouldn't be into that. So they would definitely be in class echo airspace. So, and I don't know what direction that other airplane was headed, whether it was east or west, probably east into uh, Houston. They were coming out of, uh, what airport were they coming out of? I can't remember. Yeah, I saw that they did mention that. Uh, I can't remember. Was it a local jaunt? Um. Hold on, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull it back up here real quick. Hold on. Where the plane trans okay, JR Paramotor has an image where the plane's transmission transmission stopped. That would be uh 
handy dandy if we could come up with the name of the town. George and, uh, George Bush. George. He was he was coming from George Bush Airport to Victoria Regional Airport when they collided. And Will uh, Tony yeah. asked, "Can you explain the yellow stuff for the ones that don't know, like me?" Yeah. The yellow stuff that a lot of people think that means it's congestion, but it's not. It typically co it coincides with congestion, but it's what a city or area looks like at nighttime. So when okay. you're flying around VFR at nighttime, you can kind of pick things out. I hope that answered your question, Tony. Yeah, yeah, it does. Thank you, because I didn't know that myself either. Right on, man. 20 bucks, Mark. Or ah, shirt. Great. shirt will work. <laughs> okay, so let's see. He heard it was UPS. A UPS flight? Is that what Bill H means? From Bush Airport to Victoria. Okay, so Victoria Airport. He was, was he, see, I don't have enough information, man, to narrow it down. Um, but 99.999% unless this guy was flying in airspace he should not have been flying in it's going to be class echo so while we're here does anyone else have any questions about the chart um 1000 questions i seriously yeah. have no <laughs> um honestly no uh, two years of flying i use my fly sky high app because I just push where I'm flying at. If it says no airspace, and I'm good. I literally yeah. have no clue how to do that. I went to school. They taught us this. I didn't want to be the only dummy in class to say, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. So I didn't say anything, but I still have no idea what, what you're talking about. Well, I went to school, and they didn't show any of it. Zero. Really? And I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to be... I'm I'm being dead serious. I look at this, it means nothing to me. It literally is just a bunch of crap. <laughs> so, well, and that's what everything's going to look like, look at until you know. It, the, the hard part about a uh, uh, sectional is being able to take a two D image and kind of turn it into a three dimensional, you know, uh, map or thing. So. Um, yeah, I can tell you where to start if you want to, you know, a good place to start learning about sectionals is the legend. It will tell you just about everything you need to know about what any line means or dashed lines or shaded areas. Uh, that's a wealth of information there. You know, I have a really good uh, key here for reading maps. If I can find it, I will... You want me to keep this image up? No, you go ahead and take that down. Actually, Jade might have it on her phone. But, um, yeah, I don't have it, so she must have it. But it's it shows you all the, um, your GE, and then it shows you all the upside-down wedding cakes and how to read those. So... Um, but yeah, anyways, yeah, sad situation. Hopefully, um, nothing good will come out of it, but hopefully, uh, <clears throat> you know, some, something will come out of it. 
but uh, so, well, what do you got planned for the holidays, which are coming up in like three days? Did you get all your Christmas shopping done? Just got back from Walmart, which is where I buy all my Christmas gifts. Did you? Well, that's better than 7-Eleven. Did you fly? <laughs> no, I didn't fly today. It was rainy and cold. Okay. And so, no, definitely not today. Um, and don't forget Amazon. I, I also get stuff from Amazon. I plan on just oh, hanging Jesus. out local, you know, and uh, I'm waiting. weather's nice. I'm going to fly on Christmas Day. There you go. I, I'm literally waiting for a 18-wheeler Amazon truck to pull outside of my house because, dude, every day there's a pile of crap outside of my house. <sighs> the wife, she's killing me. Do you guys just like automatically deposit your paychecks into an Amazon <laughs> account? <laughs> you know what? Pretty much. <laughs> you, you're laughing, but I'm thinking that uh, it needs to come to a halt real quick because uh, <laughs> this is cutting into my paramotor money. <laughs> Holy crap. Just think of how I, many, I, just think of how many resurgent candidates you're putting through the schools. Yeah, that's right. No, seriously. Seriously, that's what I feel good about that until I look at my bank account and I'm like, well, who's going to put me through my power bill this month? Because <laughs> I'm in trouble. Good Lord. I mean, there was, I bet you there was 15 boxes when I got home today and I didn't even bother picking them up. I kicked them all in the front door off to the side and walked in. It's like, I'm not picking these things up. Hey, uh, so just, just, just JP's here in the chat and he said we can start the show now so thanks jp uh, so now that the show's starting shane why do you have a hospital room behind you okay <clears throat> i'm kind of embarrassed to say this so earlier today i picked up what i thought was my drink and come to find out it was um disappearing ink and i'm still in the waiting room to be seen Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, he's full of jokes. <laughs> Will, let me explain that one. It's 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 disappearing. <laughs> he's seen because I'm invisible now. Where's Shango? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good lord. I heard that one the other day. I freaking laughed last night in the shower. I was talking to Krista and I told her that and she just looked at me and I was like, seriously, I can't stop laughing. You don't think she's like, it's cute. I'm like, it's freaking funny. Laugh. Uh, I was dying. I was absolutely dying. It's, 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 I mean, you really don't see it coming. And the time you get to the punchline, you know, it's, it's, it's there. It, it's a quality joke. It's all about the timing, man. Man. <laughs> uh, uh, Mark, Mark, you said you have your wife's son is coming in. Yeah. For, and you guys are going to spend the holidays with him. Yes, sir. There you go. What's your dad, what's your dad doing? Um, they were going to come up for the holidays, but they got to come up for the wedding the first week of January. So they're just going to wait. Okay. 
There you go. Eric, I got an idea. What's that? We invite Mark's dad. We invite Mark's dad over for the weekend and screw Mark. I mean, Crystal likes <laughs> dad anyway, so. Right? <laughs> Most people do. <laughs> where, where does he live at? He's uh, he's in Port Charlotte. He's over by the other Nick. Okay, where does he live at? <laughs> Give my, me a state. Oh, Florida. He lives on the west coast of Florida. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So he's, he's less than three hours from us. Okay. And the good news is he won't have to carry anybody's paramotor across the field so that they don't have to walk. <laughs> you know, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's a win-win for him to come over. I mean, who would do that? Hey, listen, I mean, he's not going to be around to carry it forever. He's 78 years old. Come on. <laughs> who, would have, who would have a senior citizen and someone else's wife carry their motor across the field oh. so they didn't get, you know, sweaty or out of breath? I mean, this hey, guy you here do, is you just... Got, you got to do what you got to do. Man, I, I think that guy's wife that was carrying a motor had had to have surgery, carpal tunnel, and <laughs> yeah. tubular after that. <laughs> All right, I'll send my next check that direction. <laughs> Krista, our house is paid off. <laughs> our fixing to be. <laughs> All lies and rumors. Right. So in the chat, what is everybody uh, in the chat? What are you guys all doing for the holidays? Just looking. JP said that your joke was a quality dad joke. It sure was. So even JP could see through it. <laughs> Not will. Nope. I think uh, actually Deweese laughed at that joke. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, she retracted her statement. Right. Um, Mark, tell everybody what you got in the mail. Uh, Eric printed me a new chase cam, which I have never used one, uh, but I got it set up with a uh, session five, the little GoPro cube. And uh, I can't wait to give it a try. Now, do you think, Okay, so, and honestly, I, I, you ain't going to hurt my feelings because it wasn't my design, but you think that that will, have you seen the other Chase cams that are out there that you buy for a lot of money? Yeah. Now, yeah. do you think that those are comparable? And Yeah, I, I, th I think it'll work perfect. I think it'll be perfect, honestly. Um, I've seen people make them out of two liter bottles and I've seen a couple homemade ones that look sketchy. Uh, but this looks just like just like the regular one. All right. So. I, was just, I was just wondering, you know, how that. I don't know. I we I, have. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and get the length right on the the little tow rope for it, so that it doesn't uh, get tore up in my prop on landing. But yeah, we'll see. I am. I'll get, let me give you a, a something to look out for, and it's going to freak you out if you're not thinking about it. And even if you are thinking about it, it still sometimes freaks me out. Is 
I mean, typically you're going to have some win when you got a chase cam. And uh, at least I do. I want, I want some win with the chase cam. So when you land and you turn around to lower your wing, you're going to see this thing come flying at you. <laughs> and at you. it is really freaking spooky when you see that. You're like, oh, because you forget the chase cams even on your wing. You know, it's not like you can tell it's on there. So anyways, just uh, I probably shouldn't have told you that. Just that- uh, <laughs> that that won't that won't be the first time my scary my scared face made it onto the GoPro. <laughs> I took could care you, of that in Swanee. Could you imagine his first video <laughs> with this thing, and the very last scene is that GoPro just swinging at him and smacking him right in the forehead? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sh- yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah, if it, it'll if it'll get me a subscriber to, I'll do it. <laughs> Mark. I got the best. I got the best thing for you. The next time we fly together, I'm going to um, trade out your session five and put a let's just say a, uh, a phallic symbol on the end of it. And when you turn around, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like, "Oh." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Repaint that cone. Uh. <laughs> Uh, oh my anyways, god, that would be awesome. It kind of freaks you out if you're not expecting it. Yeah. Oh, now did you put yours awesome. to a sing to a single line or to two lines? No, so go and do two lines off of you know, like skip a feather, go two lines, and then make them go right to one, and then that one line will go up. I can give you the measurements of the uh different one that we have here. Okay. So, Hey, JP Tula said that he's knocked his prop several times with his chase cam, and I have done that too, but uh, I, I, I believe the length of the line is too short if it can come back and swing at you like that. So I'm going to make my line longer so that it drags a little bit further down. Yeah, you're either, you either got to go too long, too long with the chase cam line or too short. So it swings over you, but then you then you risk the chance of it wrapping up into your lines um, as you're setting the wing down. I would go longer, but I do. I have, have yeah, I do have a, a chase cam. I used it a couple times. So I never did any video with it. Um, I'm not a big fan of them, just just for the simple fact that it's just one more possibility of something hitting your prop, and I I don't I don't care for it. To be honest with you, I won it off a show and I've used it a couple times and that was it. Yeah. I've just recently uh, uh, hooked up the uh, little hero session that I have. I've mounted it to my cage. So there's always something looking forward. You know, I mean, when you're, if you're doing the job you're supposed to be doing while you're flying something, your head's always moving and it's hard to get unless you're like focused on something that, you know, it's hard to get good quality footage, you know, that's not jumping around constantly while you're looking for traffic. So that's worked out pretty gosh darn good. Um, and I think if it was, there, there's some vibration because it's the session, you know, if it was a hero eight or something that had decent stabilization, I think it'd be perfect. What if you use the 360 on your helmet? That would probably work. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I mean, I don't have a 360. And that's, you're talking about getting a 360 degree view though? Yeah, but then you yeah. can kind of focus on one area when you want to, even though your head's turning, you can focus on one area. Um, oh, so I asked, what are what's everybody kind of doing for uh, the holidays? Mad Sloper said he is uh, sitting there waiting for his paramotor. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> John John Wayne's going to Smokies and they're renting a cabin with the family. That that looks like fun. Sounds like fun. So, um, yeah, nothing else. Who do we? I did that back in two thousand seven. Went to the Smokies and uh, rented a cabin and and uh, had had Christmas there. And the uh, you know you don't we don't really get to feel like. It's Christmas here because it's still 82 degrees uh, here in Florida. And we usually, when I was a little kid, I remember like waking up Christmas morning, no shoes on, no shirt, and riding my new bike around the neighborhood and just sweating to death. But, you know, I don't know about the rest of you guys, um, but it's pretty warm here. I got the air conditioners on, just so you know. You know, that's better than getting a bicycle for Christmas and then you had to wait until May to ride it. <laughs> so let's see who do we have in the chat tony bill randy deweese nick uh linda deweese will will fly um mark bill linda i think i'm just replaying slow days who else john Kelby, Kelby's there. Kelby reached out and he's like, hey, if you guys are driving down, swing on by, you know, and we'll have dinner or something. And I had to tell him that um, we're flying, not the paramotors, uh, we're flying down there. And then uh, I told him, I said, why don't you and your son come up to Wisconsin and we'll, we'll show him ice fishing. He said, my son really enjoys fishing, but I lived in Michigan and I am not doing snow. So that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> Let's see, JR is in here. Cool. Well, thanks guys for uh for stopping in and watching. Anyways, um, um yeah. hot hot butter. Oh, I always want to say hot butter. I know he changed his thing, but um, Hot Butter Productions wants to know how close I am to Lake Wales and Wachula. I am about an hour and 40 minutes from Lake Wales and about two hours from two hours and 10 minutes from Wachula. And you got that all set up. We're going to go visit. Yes. Um, actually, um, if we can pick a day, I can make sure that uh, Farewell's there. We can hang out with him and he can give us a uh, a little show show and tell, if you will. Yeah, that'd be cool. Any day. Pick a day. I don't care. So when are you Any going day? down there? You're gonna be there a day after Christmas? Yeah, actually we're flying out the twenty sixth. And then you're coming back when? Dude, are you gonna are you are you scoping out my house or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. <laughs> I know I know I'm, you're not bringing your gear. <laughs> I know that nobody watches this show, but really? <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the first we're coming back. 
So, hey, Brian. Um, yeah, so the first we're coming back. And then, uh, and yes, all the security systems are on and the cameras are going to be monitored. Yeah. Um, we will be camping the last weekend or the last couple of days that Eric and uh, Jade are here. We're actually going over to a campground that's Krista and I is one of our favorite uh, places. And uh, so, yeah, I get to host uh, Eric and Jade in the, uh, the smaller Section 8 housing camper. Because I, you know, they're used to the three-story camper, but uh, this is a single story, one room, um, no privacy, and still no pooping in the camper. It's all good. At least they'll be used to the weather in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for everybody that doesn't know, Shane keeps it at a uh, balmy thirty-five degrees inside of the camper. Ah. <laughs> uh, I actually, we actually, one of the main points of buying that camper is, is most, most campers that size have a 13.5 BTU air conditioner. This one has a 15 because I knew I was going to need every bit of it. And then we keep it as, I think we keep it about 60, I want to say 65 or 66. And then we have high velocity fan blowing into our room. So yeah, we, uh, we like it to. I mean, our room is kept at like 65 or 66 every night. So, and we have four fans, but the ceiling fan, one on each side, that's three. And then one at the foot of the bed blowing at us. Yeah. We'd like to, uh, all right. So the truth is that ain't right. Shane. The truth is Krista's really warm at night. So snuggling up to her is, well, it's just a win-win for me. <laughs> <laughs> poor Krista. So yeah. Yeah, poor Yeah, Krista. poor Krista. Hey. No one I was there when I asked her to marry me and she was willing. She walked down the aisle. She didn't run away. She I mean, it was all her choice. So we can't hmm. poor Krista nothing. She made her well, decisions. We, I mean, we've all made bad choices in our life. <laughs> just saying yeah. yeah but but have they lasted 28 years i mean seriously <laughs> oh my gosh oh. well i'm looking forward nope, 20 to, uh, to uh, a, a better year this year i mean kind of by better i mean a little less covid e and a little more socializing and i don't know back to normal kind of thing because people are really freaking freaking out you know what i mean i mean just like the simplest littlest things seem to i don't know get under people's skin a lot easier than pre-covid you know what i mean so yeah i'm kind of looking forward to 2022 you know you say that will and actually uh I had a talk with my secretary today and she was telling me that customers have just been kind of rude. And she had one yesterday that called and said, yeah, I just need to set up an appointment. Um, and uh, uh, for us to service the, all the equipment and she goes, okay, well, our service techs are, you know, all of them are scheduled out until, you know, February right now. The lady laughed on the phone and hung up on him. 
And what people, you know, just aren't understanding is, first off, we are so busy, you know, and, and there's basically two heating companies in this area of Wisconsin, and we are one of them. So we have a huge customer base. The other thing is, is if we could hire more people, we would, but we just can't find qualified people. So my employees are, they're running, they're doing very well at running. Um, they're busy. They're running yeah. wild. Um, but it's, and then on top of that, construction right now is just, I, and this, I'm just speaking for Northern Wisconsin, is just booming. Everybody is putting additions on their house. Everybody is building homes. And to me, it's the wrong time to build a home because of the fact that the lumber prices were high and everything, but people are still doing it. So um, yeah, it's, people have been rude. People have been um, just a little antsy. So yeah, I'm hoping it changes a little bit. And I, I have a theory about that. Shane, were you going to say something? I, no, I, I got, I was just wondering where the lumber prices affect adding onto an igloo. Don't you just go out to the lake, cut ice <laughs> and because they have to, the, the sled, they have to build like a sled to slide to push the ice. Uh, okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Never mind. <laughs> I, I have a theory about uh, the whole people being rude thing, and <clears throat> because of the with the COVID, you know, it's all about staying away and keeping the distance, and it's almost like another human being is the enemy. You know what I mean? He could give me something bad, you know, stay away. So I don't know. That's just kind of my theory. Right. It's it, there's definitely been a, a, a shift in people's personality when it comes to interacting with others in a bad way. <clears throat> so that's why I'm looking to looking forward to the 2022 nicer people. Yeah, no, it would be um, definitely nice. And like Mark says, better friends. <laughs> always always says he better friends yeah. always mark where are I you guess, i guess find, where, where are you gonna find better friends come on look at what you hang out with here i'll probably just start flying more often by myself i guess especially on <laughs> tuesday nights huh <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking forward Eastern. yeah i'm looking forward to next year and uh hopefully going to be able to fly a lot more yeah. Let's see. In your lifetime, have you had okay, are you looking forward to a better year next year, Eric? Oh, absolutely. How about you, Shane? I haven't let this COVID thing change anything that I've done unless I'm mandated to wear a mask or go into somewhere. I've not changed anything. Um if there's a flying, I'm there. If it's, you know, hanging out with at a party or going to a group gathering, I'm there. I haven't let that affect me at all. So I'm, I'm kind of, I don't want to get into whatever's, but I just haven't let it affect me. I just, I don't, I do notice people being more aggressive and more agitated, if you will. That's because they're breathing their own breathe or their own breath. So, yeah, I'd be aggravated yeah, too. Right. I'd be upset yeah, too. 
And poor and poor Krista. I mean, she has to wear a mask. Eight. She gets out of her car at her work. She has to have a mask on. Go into the building, wear it all day long, unless she's eating or drinking. And then when she leaves, she has to wear it all the way out to her car until she gets in her car. If you're in a flipping parking lot by yourself, what? Why does it matter? And she's she's got such an irritation on her face from it. And you know she's like, "Don't look at my face. It's all red and this." And I'm like, "I get it. It's not like, you know, as soon as this all goes away, it'll be fine. I don't care." But I mean, the poor girl is just for what? You can sit in a break room with 12 other people that have been wearing masks all day long, take them off to eat. So COVID doesn't attack then. It's just dumb. The whole process is dumb. The whole thing is dumb. Still <sighs> a part of it. And so my point is never in my lifetime have I looked forward to the new year as I do now, this year. So, hey, there's oh, that. Hey, John Wayne made an interesting point in the comment, Eric. I don't know if you saw that. I'm sorry, say that again. John Wayne made an interesting point in the comment. Yeah, yeah people are building because they, they expect the dollar to collapse, making building impossible. If not, inflation is going to skyrocket. Right. You know, and I, th I thought about that after you asked me, Will, um, you know, am I looking forward to next year? Man, I tell you what, this year was phenomenal. And I, I'm not talking about the COVID thing. I'm talking about I've done more things this year and had more fun this year than I've had in a long time. And I know that goes for J2. You know, we've done so much flying and, and, and so much learning. But the biggest thing is we've met so many people that are just amazing you know um and i'm hoping sometime you guys will be able to meet them too i just we've we've met so many amazing people that have the same interests as us you know so and i think that's why we all get along you know but I mean, it, it, it's, we've had a, we've had an amazing year. So I'm just hoping that um, this year was, or I'm sorry, the, the year coming up was as good as this year or better, you know? Yeah. So uh, I, I just, I wouldn't want it to be any less because, and I know it, it, it I, I'm setting the bar pretty high, you know, for us. And I'm, I'm hoping that it does get better, but this year was great. So you made an interesting point. I mean, if it, if it wasn't for, for paramotoring in this community, I think I'd have had a really crappy year this year, you know, but our common interest has kept us together and, and, uh, in a way that I, I just, I wouldn't have had otherwise. Yep. I, I think this is probably the year for Will because I think Will slept with more people on this panel several <laughs> times than any other year. Uh, I mean, I know he slept with me a couple times. He's definitely slept with Eric a bunch of times. <laughs> I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Eric Dog. 
Yeah, don't do me I'm any just good saying. to call Big Spoon either. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that? Uh, yeah, never thought of it that way. <laughs> it's been it's been a good year for Will. I'm just saying he get, he's getting around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting experience. Experience. How yeah, about you, Mark? Are you uh, looking forward to the new year? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to. I've been on uh, second shift by choice for about twenty years, and I'm going to go to day shift. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with being able to fly more evenings. So I'm looking forward to that part. When does that take? God knows you're not a morning person. I ain't getting up uh, and go fly. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I, I prefer not to. I mean, I'll do it once in a while, unlike Will. But yeah, no, I'd I'd rather not get up in the morning. <laughs> the uh, I, I I would say that the morning flights. Will Will, um, did you get up? You got up for a couple of them, didn't you? Two. That's a couple. A couple, yeah. One was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One was Kitty Hawk, and the other was with um, uh, my buddy uh, Kevin Ray. Here okay. You didn't get up at Bad Apples at all? Mm-mm. No, okay. I got up, and I watched the excitement because I couldn't sleep. But other than that, you know. Yeah, That's man, cool. you, I got up with you one time. We had a pot of coffee. Remember? Went outside, had a pot of coffee. <laughs> But we didn't the fly. only ones up. Yeah, but we didn't fly. No. Oh yeah, that reminds me. I got to make sure Krista gets a big uh, coffee pot out of the camper because she only has a Keurig, and uh, yeah, the leers are coming. Make we'll sure you have five gallons of uh, coffee grounds, and you know how they like that um, boss water. Yeah, make sure you've got uh, gallons of that too. Boss water. The tap water does not work for the leaders. Just say, yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> They're bougie like that. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, what now? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh. In the chat. Yeah, we all did. Now, that was, that was last. That was this year, Kitty Hawk. So, you know, you're right. This has been an amazing year. We've got, you know, you, you uh, was Eric, Jade, um brian waller jim all got together nick. experienced kitty hawk yeah nick, huh? nick, nick oh yeah yeah nick. nick that's right nick and uh yeah that was a good experience so there's a lot to be grateful for there's no doubt about it yeah um yeah that was that was a good time so and I, i'm hoping that we make uh, as many fly-ins as we did this year, I'm hoping we'll make as many as, you know, next year, too. So, Did anybody in the chat go to um, the Bad Apples thing they had? It wasn't Bad Apples. Excuse me. Hodges. Hodges. Yeah, get together. That was last weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was last yeah. weekend, yeah. I, I, I'm i telling you right now, if Will or Mark were, were going to be there, I think I would have skipped out on this horrible Christmas party I got stuck going to and would have had a blast just so you know 
Why, what yeah. Christmas party was that? Chris, Krista's uh, Christmas party. Oh. I mean, she works for gynecology. So the Christmas party was talking about presents and gynecology. I'm struggling <laughs> here. I mean, and knowing you, what, Shane, what Shane, Shane told him he didn't, he, he's no gynecologist, but he'd take a look at it. <laughs> uh, man, you know what? I bet you all these doctors get into gynecology thinking, oh man, I'm going to get to meet chicks. Whatever. They all come in with problems. They're all making bread. Why would you? Like, <laughs> Gross. They don't go. They don't go to the doctors because they feel good and everything's working out well. No, they're going because they got problems. <laughs> Eric, Eric, I thought you said you were going to get a filter for him. You know, I. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's in the same field, but I know better than to. I don't want to talk about any of it. Oh, I like people. <sighs> yeah. Terrible. Back to paramotors. Yeah. So, anyways, okay, all I know, go ahead. Hot, hot butter, hot buttered productions is freaking killing me tonight. I, I freaking dig that guy like no tomorrow. I think he's freaking hilarious, and I, I'm trying not to laugh out loud, but uh, he he gets me every now and then. <laughs> uh. The um. Uh, all the people that we've met on the chats and on the shows, I'm pretty excited that uh, a lot of them that I haven't met that I'm going to be able to meet here in the near future. So, I mean, there's, there's a few of them that I, I do want to meet up with and, you know, Tony and Angela, of course, we'll be meeting them up in Vegas when we have to go out there, but uh, definitely uh, Kelby and Mad Sloper that has been waiting for his paramotor for about 13 years now. I know, right? It's going to be a new sport by the time he gets it. <laughs> it will. It's going to be hey, all the uh, else, man. <laughs> hey, Eric. You, yeah. You know, right now, Angela is two and a half hours from, from me um, visiting someone up in the North Florida area. And she is less than two and a half hours from us. So, you know... If there was some kind of effort put on her part, we could probably meet her a little sooner. No, because this Jade was talking to her. She flies out the day we fly in. Oh, I mean, you and you don't get the uh, you're not getting the picture. She obviously doesn't want to meet you. She's willing to leave Florida early just right? to avoid you guys. I mean, I know. All in the plan. it's just rude. Planning is that it? Well. I think she was asking, when are you guys leaving or getting to Florida? And we told her, and she goes, okay, I'm booking my plane ticket to get out of here. So I was just making sure. <laughs> no, but we're, she was willing to pay $300 more for it to happen. Exactly. No, she, uh, we're going to meet up with Tony and Angela in Vegas. Uh, we have to go out there um, for some work stuff. So we're going we're gonna to meet um, uh, them there. And also, uh, Bill H., I would like to, uh, we want to meet him. So uh, a lot of lot of people that, and then, of course, everybody else that we're going to meet at the fly-ins. So it'll be a good year, no matter what. 
I when agree. are you going out to Vegas, Eric? Uh, it is first of April. We're going to be gone, so it's that. It's that. Uh, let me look here. What are you? Are you if you think there's going to be anything left in the house after Will gets here, you're wrong. <laughs> um, Mark, no, I'm actually. I know you're going to be doing a work thing, but while you're doing a work thing, um, there may be a chance that uh, I could talk Krista into going because we've always wanted to go to Vegas. My wife wants to get remarried by a midget Elvis. So we don't really have too many of those here in Florida, but I heard in Vegas there may be a couple of those running around. <laughs> so... They call them little people. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this show went from bad to worse fast. Okay, so um, <laughs> we are going to be there uh, the 26th through the 2nd or so. Uh, 26th of March through April 2nd-ish. Um, so... What I'll have to do is find out, uh, make sure that that's those the dates that we're going to be there. But yeah, um, and Angela actually took a picture of your um, Elvis that you would like to. Yes, have. I did see that. Hold on one second. I'll be I'll be right back. I got to talk. Uh, Krista, can we go to Vegas? <laughs> yeah. I'm asking right now. You're going to see the hand come out from the side with the slap. Right. <laughs> hey, is, is everybody planning on uh, going to Bad Apples in May? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are the Lears making the journey again? I really, oh, we'll make the journey, but it all depends on Jade's job. Uh, Eric, can I get those dates again? Um, someone um, perked up like um, she was excited about it. Because we've, we've always talked about going to Vegas. We never have. I don't know why. And Bill H. said that the uh, Flights to Vegas were pretty cheap, and I'm all about cheap. Right, twenty six. That's why I'm March. March. Go ahead, Eric. March twenty sixth to April first or second, somewhere in there. I've given that some thought going out there, but if I do, I want to fly. So. I'd have to come up with a way of, I don't know, renting a paramotor. I can bring my own wing, but renting a paramotor or, or something because I want to fly around the arch, you know, Moab in that area. Is that real far from Vegas? Um, Moab? Yeah, it's like eight hours. Oh, I don't know. I think it's like eight hours. Yeah, I don't. Oh, crap. This thing is closer. Well, Anyway, well, we already talked about that. I know. I know. I did, we did talk about it, but we didn't get past the part of 
you know, not wanting to my, drive for 48 hours? Yeah, right. That. And um, I don't want to go out there and not fly. I mean, I feel like, ah, oh, man, I'm this close. Like, so um, that's kind of Moab is is definitely on my bucket list for sure. Yeah, but I'm not driving out there with my motor. That 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 would be. Let me see how many hours that is of a drive. Ooh. Yeah, but what if you could rent a paramotor and bring your own wing? Mad Sloper says it's four hours away, and he would go with us, but he'll probably still be waiting for his paramotor. um so well like i said to will you know i'm we're we're going to be going down there and we're going to be hauling all of our equipment so we'll have spare motors and wings and um so anybody that wanted to go would be able to fly your dankies is in the house Hey, it's only one, it's it's only um, almost 30 hours. Actually, it's over 30 hours. It's one day and nine hours. Are you to drive? That, that is a hard, and I do mean a hard no on driving. One yeah. day, nine yeah. hours. Yep. Holy crap. I, I that's, like us, that's like us getting out of Wisconsin. Come on, and we go all the way down <laughs> to Georgia. That's you getting to the sun or the convenience store around the (laughs) corner from your house. You and Jade are a unique breed. I mean, serious. That's a lot of driving. But you you guys enjoy the journey. We do. Yeah. So I love I love the fact that Jade is such a woman that she can drive the truck and pull that gigantic fifth wheel like a boss. I, to me, that is absolutely phenomenal. I, Krista would never eat. Krista's never um, even asked to pull our 33 foot camper. And she does pull the, the paratrailer with her car. Um, but she, she has no wants. And I don't care for her to drive it. But um, if she asked, I would totally be fine helping her learn how to do it. But she's got no wants to try so i'm not going to ask her or beg her to do it but i think it's really cool that jade is uh woman enough to get behind the wheel and pull how how heavy is your camper i mean your trailer what is that uh i don't know i don't know six thousand pounds how how heavy is that thing i i have no idea you don't know you just get in and hit the gas and go got it got it (laughs) my trailer is 85 pounds how about Salton Sea and uh, some of the other ones out west? Uh, my buddy Alan, he um, there was a group of guys going from the Raleigh area, and they were driving. So they, he worked it out to where he put his gear on their trailer, and then he just flew out there. Now tell me how awesome that would be. I mean, <laughs> you get out there, your gear's there, and that would be pretty neat. Will, I am not going to North Carolina to pick up your gear and then heading the other direction to go to uh, <laughs> Utah. You're supposed to be a little more subtle than that. Oh, okay. I guess, I guess yeah, you read between the lines. I, I did. So hey, if if I if if I could do it, I would, you know, but I'd do it. 
I you can't. could. Eric, how far of a drive? Eric, how far of a drive is it from you from Wisconsin to Vegas? Uh, uh never mind. Hold on. I, I hold on. Let me ask, let me ask the boss. Jade, can you put in the chat how many hours it is from Vegas or Wisconsin to Vegas? Let me ask somebody who knows how to work. Fifteen hundred miles. It's like twenty three hundred for me. Didn't you look that up last time? Like yesterday? Yeah, yeah fifteen hundred miles. You know, but you just oh, heck. you can't go off the miles for when you're pulling the fifth wheel because you gotta stop at every diesel station. And right. You know, it it that's when you suck it up and, and get a paratrailer. You already have a trailer. You just need to turn it into a living space and uh, do like I do. Just use the paratrailer. Krista, actually, we, in our private chat that we had, and I said I would like to do a tent or whatever, Krista's like, why? I was comfortable in the paratrailer. I guess we're bringing the paratrailer. There's just no way I could drive the whole way with that camper. And I don't know. It's just too many... Um, it's just too, it's not cost effective when I can do without the shower and the bathroom inside and just do what I've been doing with the, uh, porta potties and the, uh, outdoor shower. I know, but which where, is not bad, but where is Will and JP going to sleep? That is oh, not, nice. <laughs> under the trailer, that's, your problem. That's, that's not my problem. That's your problem. <laughs> well mark you has you have a real nice trailer that you made yourself right i mean it's uh, and everything. yeah I, I sold that one you did yeah the yeah. one that you had and at Purdens. Uh, at what now dave Purdens. no that's just no oh, he built a pair trailer remember uh, when we I, were at at Purdens, you had a really nice custom trailer. No, I had uh, I had my travel trailer with a box that goes in the back of my truck that oh, I built. Oh, that's yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it had Paralife on the back. I remember it now. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. You like could that. actually probably sleep if you wanted to. Yeah. I, I liked. I, I watched your video, Mark, of that trailer that you rebuilt. I mean, I, I personally would have scrapped it because I don't have that talent. Uh, right. That, that was that was pretty amazing, and I I I heard about the trailer. I never really saw the trailer until I watched that video of you rebuilding it, and that is definitely some some talent there. It was it it was a you know like a fun project you know, uh, but but cost wise and it's just as easy just to go out and buy a new travel trailer. Right. What uh, so, did you get a great deal on that trailer? Uh, I got it. A buddy of mine had it, used it two times. Uh, you know that guy Bob that flies with us sometimes with from my group the yep. older guy yep. uh he bought that trailer used it i think two times and on the way home there was a car accident and they collected they collected him and his truck and trailer and uh 
So insurance paid it off and they didn't want it. They said he could have it. He gave it to me for free. Oh, I had to pay cool. the tow bill on it. Right. So very I paid cool. the tow bill and on it, it and then just gutted it and rebuilt it all. So Mark, building that from the damage that was done and you designed it for a round paramotor uh, setup so you can put a motor and everything in it. The guy that bought it obviously was a paramotor guy and and just was really you're happy just, about that you're a jerk and you're <laughs> just trying to hurt my feelings i sold it Why to an old guy i i sold it to an old guy that said oh i could take this down by the river and go fishing out of it in these creeks and i was just like no <laughs> but I was selling Paralife Ranch, so I, I needed it gone because I didn't want to keep it outdoors. I wanted it in the garage. So I watched him and his junky truck drag it down the driveway and say goodbye to it. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, all the way down all the way down those 10 acres of well manicured yard. Um yeah, it must have just sucked knowing that that wasn't gonna go towards a paramotor yeah. pilot. Uh I would have uh, sold it. I would have sold it for half price if they would have used it for paramotor stuff. <laughs> that thing was awesome. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh yeah, well, that was a nice trailer. That was a, that was definitely hey, a Mark, fun day build. I'm, I'm glad to uh, reopen some old wounds for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good times. Are, are you? Um, aren't you guys going to rebuild Shane's? Uh, motor when you're down there we're gonna do a yes. 200 mile service uh on it and we're gonna videotape it <laughs> 200 mile or 200 hours <laughs> <laughs> i knew what you meant man hey cut it cut him some gonna, slack it's like 20 degrees up there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna rebuild that motor so he can go 200 miles an hour and then uh no we're gonna uh, I would like to do a video on it. So, cause we can't find any videos on any of the 200 hour service. So, and it's right in the Viterazzi manual. It tells you things that should be done. So um, I would like to do something with that and go from there, you know, cause, um, and yeah, we'll be down um, there doing that. So it'll be a good time. So how long do you think you guys will start, you know, from start to finish, how long do you think basically that you'll get into the project before the first cuss word? Oh, well, I've already cussed at it. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even started. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the video. Seriously. I mean, that, that'll be really interesting. Well, I think it'd be hey. something that's good, but I mean, the, the, the biggest thing is that you can look at the Viterazzi manual and you can, it, it's all on how you read their manual and, and what they say. So um, we're going to have to decipher it and kind of go from there. But Hey, I do want to, I do want to say uh, on this 200 hour maintenance that I'm going to be doing, I also need to do um, a re string of one section of my netting. Um, I had a friend of mine, um, he's with Paralyzed PPG, was really you, nice. You, and used sent to, you used to have a friend of yours. Go ahead. <laughs> um, he sent me this cutaway knife. 
Um, I was talking about buying one after Chris's accident. No one had a knife. We had extra time to try to find something to cut um, the, guy, the pilot out of the harness. And I really wanted to get a knife. And Mark was gracious enough to send me one. I installed it on my paramotor in a spot that I thought was ingenious. And then my wonderful wife, who apparently needs to know how this knife works. Don't, don't blame it on her. No, I'm not. I'm blaming the situation completely on me. Okay, go so ahead. So I commenced, I commenced to aggressively pull this out to show her for whatever purpose she needs to know. And I cut my netting. Literally sliced two lines like it was nothing. I didn't even feel the lines getting cut. I just looked down and realized I cut two lines. And I cannot express to everyone it is a funny situation for you guys. For <laughs> me, I literally wanted to turn the knife on myself. I was like, you're so dumb. How could you be so dumb? There's no one who will ever be harder on me than myself. When I get into my, I will yell and scream. Uh, the, uh, Mount, the Mountain City incident where I almost destroyed everything on takeoff, the entire flight, I'm just yelling in my head at myself. Like, like it, it was, it's the worst case scenario. So when people yell at me about stuff, I just laugh at them like, you're not even coming close to hurting my feelings. I hurt my own feelings. Do you know how much trouble that is? <laughs> how, how how much effort that takes? You're not doing anything. So yeah, I get uh, I get so mad at myself. And when I did that, I was just like, "You gotta be." And the one of the biggest things about not messing up my gear is everything's original. The netting, the frame, everything is the same. And now I have to replace the netting over something that is so dumb. Like, how in the world did I pull that out and catch it? Ah, oh, you know, first I'm myself all work. That's your first answer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You should make a in the, in the chat. Uh, <laughs> Josh Perry says he did the same thing. Really? Yep. Dang, man. So when I was braking in my engine on my the Parajet, which is the pull start, the starter rope actually w worked through one of the uh, diamonds in the net. And so I figured, man, I don't want this to fray. So what do I do? I take a lighter and I wanted to burn it so it didn't fray. Well, I went to light it and I guess I was too close to the knot. And then it took out the next like set of three diamonds. <laughs> I'm like, I this is really <laughs> And this is on a paramotor that I didn't even fly yet. So I, why do you think I learned how to weave nets? Yeah, so much for anyone so, with a paramotor, Eric. <laughs> hey, um, Will, are you able to share that photo that I sent the group? Yeah, I'm sure I am. What, what we're trying Just to the, tell the people in the chat is we are not professionals. <laughs> no, no. Wait, you hot butter had... productions. Was it? Was hey, it the groin shot, Shane? 
no, no. no. <laughs> um, he said that the problem is you'll never aggressively pull that out. And he's 100% correct. If I'm in a situation where I'm in a tree or whatever, I'm going to have time to reach over, pull it out, adjust myself, whatever. I just pulled it out because why does she need to know? Like, it's pointless. And now it's cost me a whole section of netting, and I no longer have factory original equipment. Hey, oh, it still so sounds annoying. like you're blaming her. Uh, kind of. Just she to didn't be clear, say pull it out and cut the net. Yeah, can you give me a no, that's, which picture you're talking about? The one of me showing the knife attached to the motor with two lines cut in front of it. Yeah. Uh, good, because I just about messed up. <laughs> hey, that would be nuts if you showed those photos. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's one of uh, Eric nah. in his uh, paramotor gear. <laughs> Winter paramotor gear. <laughs> the fact that he put in that chat that the, sh- the line that he's bringing to re- redo this netting is the same that he made out of his thong. Is <laughs> that one had me? It had me in tears. Let's see. What's really funny is that really was Eric. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still looking for it. I think I went too far. That's what she said. (laughs) Your bathroom's looking great, man, by the way. Except for those missing tiles. Yeah, just the the 18... 18 missing tile. Yeah, that would be great to have some tile to finish that bathroom. Oh, I didn't even tell you. Where did Mark go? Because I have a great story. He needs to add his input on this. So my wife spent my wife spends countless hours trying to find the correct bath towel holder, the, the rack holder, the, the hand towel holder, the robe holder, the toilet paper holder. All this time, she orders it. I look at the order and I go, huh, that doesn't seem right. I get it. She sees everything. I drill holes into brand new drywall paint, everything. I get all done and she goes, yeah, that 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 towel holder is too small. We need a new one. I said, I'm not covering up eight freaking holes that I just drilled into the wall for you to realize now that you bought a 12 inch towel rack instead of a 32 or 34 inch towel rack. And where she tells me to put it, it's too low. The towel rack is too low or the toilet paper holder is too high. So when you put a towel on it, it covers up the toilet paper holder. Guess whose problem that's not, not this guy. Oh, it, it will so, be. <laughs> no, not my problem. Not my problem. I installed as directed. I did everything as I was told. Not my problem. All right, Eric. Apparently, when you get there, after you do his motor, you got a little bit of sheetrock work to do. Exactly. Not a problem. <laughs> I cannot find not that. One. It, it, for some reason, I can't find that photo, Shane. I know you sent it. Um. 
I sent it to the group. Hold on. Was it a text? Yeah, I, was it a? I think it was under message. It was in the text message. Yeah. It was right after. Oh, it's right after um, Will. You covered up in uh, flying gear. Put oh. your gear on. With thumbs oh, up. Okay. It's the next picture above it. I gotcha. I gotcha. In there. That's a really good looking chase cam. Serious. Actually, I love that color. He said he wanted one that uh, he could see. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I'll, I'll show it after the other, if you don't mind. That's really cool. Yeah, no, that's I'm just reading the chat here. Yeah, why did you pull that? Hook? Oh, there it is. Okay, I see it. Why did you pull that hook knife out like a mad ninja? Dude, because <laughs> I was irritated that I had to show how it works. Is she going to be sitting in a seat with me when it comes time to pull that out? No. Why do you need to know? Go away. Ugh. <laughs> There it is. Okay. So you see the hook knife. It's the red tag thing there. I got it zip tied to the uh, paramotor frame. As right. I pulled it out, as you can see in there, you'll see two uh, two really nice little uh, <laughs> slice lines right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how just idiotic is Did that? Did you, like, scrape your cage, too, with it? No. It's like there's a little I pulled it up to the as the picture is, I pulled it up to the left and that's how it caught the the lines. Well, might I say that sucks, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, man. Bummer. Huh. Bet you don't do that again. Well, no, the line you, cut. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hey, I will I will tell you that that literally cut those two lines. I never felt it. I just happened to look down and realized, oh crap. Well, is is uh Josh Josh Perry asked if I was to go down in the water, would I be able to reach that? Yes, I did I, I'm actually able to reach over my right shoulder with my left hand to grab it. So you think that's the best place? But also I, I wanted it out of the way. I didn't want it to, I didn't want to attach it to my harness. I didn't want to have it anywhere near where I could accidentally bump it. Not that I think that would release it, but I wanted it out of the way, but within reach. Well, hey, Will. Yeah. To, to a text message, I think I sent you a picture of mine. It's the same knife where I mounted mine okay. on the front. Let me look at it. Um, <laughs> Tony, Tony goes, uh, what happens if uh, Krista asks about your reserve? <laughs> exactly. Freaking exactly. Oh. Well, not only and is about it four more be able to reach it, but it's really like you've already experienced, I guess, Shane. It's nice to have one handy in case somebody else needs to access a knife quickly. Yeah, I... 
I honestly, I mean, I never really ever carried a knife in my entire life, a pocket knife or anything like that. Um, and seriously, it's, it, that's one thing. That's one of a few things that have haunted me about that incident that I didn't have a knife. I, you know, some other things that happened that I'm kind of just fed up with, but I mean, and, and Mark, Mark explained it a little, a little clear to me about some things, you know, when it's your time, it's your time, no matter how quick someone is to help. If it's your time, it's your time. So, you know, I, I just, I wish I could have been there sooner. Wish could have helped quicker, got him out and helped with, you know, trying to help him, but it's just, there's just no, yeah, there's well, no so changing so, yeah. what happened. This but is in a situation, right? yeah, this is March. Yes, in a situation where I could be helpful sooner, I would like to be able to do that. That's why I'm very thankful that Mark um, sent me that knife, and it's attached now. I mean, it it ain't going nowhere. That's exactly like my have, that's exactly where I have mine put. Okay, so I see. I obviously, I mean, I see what everyone else sees, but to use that, is it like firm? I mean, is it solid or I, I can't really. Yeah. Out. The, the knife itself has a, uh, a big center hole in it where you put a finger through like your center finger. You just grab that red tab and pull straight down that releases it from the Velcro. And then you put your finger right through it and it has, and it's a regular hook knife. <clears throat> and they sell that knife on uh, Amazon for like $12 and 95 cents. And it okay. apparently, according to Shane, it works really good. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, Shane's review. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to work on yeah. that right now. Um, yeah. Because- no, I, I'm, I don't know how tough the the netting is on a pap but i can tell you it was not noticeable when i went through the two lines with that particular knife so i assume that the straps on the harness it would it would be little to no effort with that knife to be perfectly honest with you um and really i mean if you do get in a situation where you're in the water um most of the time, people that hit the water, if they get out of their harness, they get tied up in their lines. This would definitely help you in that situation. Or if you're stuck in your harness, hey, uh, it, would, it would help you get out. Josh Perry asked how that is held there on the back of the little case that it's in, that it's Velcroed in. It has a... Um, a loop sewn in real well and I used a about a three-eighths inch wide zip tie a huge one and put it zip tied it to a loop where my uh reserve parachute where that is uh looped into my main harness and so it just it's just a zip tied real good on that so Eric is in the air and heating the zip tie that I use is the same zip ties that they put ductwork together uh, from when I did my ductwork in my attic. So that thing is gigantic. 
it, it took a pair of uh, ten snips and a lighter to get through cutting it. Yeah, it's, it's called, not going nowhere. It's called a panduit strap. Um, and yeah. Well, will before you order that, um, are you going to mount that to your reserve that sits in your car? <laughs> <laughs> that way, I always know where it is. I, <laughs> No, I well, think I'm going to put it where Mark's where Mark put his because we have the same harness. And uh, my I okay, my only the question that comes to mind is if you were in some kind of whatever failed launch or whatever, is there any chance of that being able to, you know, stab you? No, no. And the, no. the knife is the knife itself is all covered up. It's all the hook part is all covered, and then just has two blades. Uh, that are that are encased in the hook part. Okay. Do you know what and, a, do you know what a gut knife looks like? It's curved. Yeah. Yeah. The so it's like that. So if you tried to stab somebody, all it is is a rounded edge here, and the knife part is inside of here. Okay. So you got to pull it like this if you wanted to cut your paramotor or your uh, line. Your, and and like like a Will's reserve, I bought that knife at least four months ago, and it was just sitting in my paramotor room. And then uh, and then after Shane went through what he went through and talked about it, then I mounted it on my machine after that. Okay, so how would someone go about finding this on Amazon? Because there's a bunch of freaking hook knives apparently. I put on there, uh, well, for one thing, uh, go back to the picture of the knife if you still have it. And I think it's called a kite knife. I'm pretty sure that's the name brand of it. So kite type knife. that in. Yeah, type that into Amazon. And I yeah. think it was $12.95. Same one we got. Okay. And also... Uh, when Shane was talking about all that, yeah, that's it. Uh, when Shane was talking about everything that he had gone through uh, with that accident, uh, y'all know I fly with Pablo almost all the time. And uh, then I thought, well, also with uh, Shane, we'll be at probably any flying that I go to. So I went ahead and made sure that everybody had my wife's contact information, you know, God forbid something happens bad, but at least then they could call my wife, you know, and not be asking around trying to figure out how to get in touch with her. Yeah, I'm going to get one. Yeah, of that, I'll, I'll put a that, link. That was, another, that was another thing about that accident. Um, nobody was really thinking, and I just happened to think of, you know, he, he has a wife maybe she ought to know. And when I started asking his buddies, nobody had her contact information. So what Mark is saying is it, the people that you fly with send out, you know, your loved one's contact information and just say, Hey, if anything ever happens, please give this woman a call or this man a call, what have you, and let them know, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just a bad a bad situation that that can occur and for not 
the people that you fly with don't have your loved one's info, it's it's kind of just an added thing that you don't need in that situation. I'm just going to get the shirt that says, I'm with her and an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, how do you attach the, the holster, the, the part that covers it then? Um, On the back side of the holster, it has a loop built into the holster. Oh, okay. And so then I zip tie that loop to a, a heavy duty loop on your harness that's built for the uh, reserve line. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, cool. I like. I'm not going to practice on my line. I mean, <laughs> and it, it honestly, it honestly doesn't weigh anything. I mean, if anybody's concerned weight, it's the the couple ounces it weighs is well worth the less of having to worry about what ifs. Kind of like a reserve, Will. It doesn't weigh that much. And if you truly ever need it, I mean, there you go. I hear you. It, it, listen, with that reserve, if I had someone say, hey, let's put on your reserve, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I just don't, you know, I don't want to do it myself. I want someone to do it that's done it before and knows what they're doing. And as I, as I did, someone put mine on for me. Um, yeah, me guy too. That I was flying, and he's like, I was like, yeah, hey, I just got this new reserve. He's like, let's put it on. I'm like, great, because I don't know how to do it. He goes, oh, I've done a bunch of these. I'm like, great, that's even better. And uh, yeah, that's even better. You know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that I'm would like, really suck to go through all the pro whatever, to put on your reserve, make sure it was right and everything, and then throw it out and find out it didn't work. Dang. <laughs> no, it, you throw it, it, it opens up, and you keep going down because it never was yeah, attached correctly. <laughs> it just goes away from you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, in thought, but as you're as you're falling to earth, you'd be like, oh, sh oh, this, okay, maybe I should have read the manual. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing, too. Um, just like this, this accident occurred today, um, in my side pouch is my emergency contact information. So anybody that was to stumble across an incident that I'm in and I'm unable to talk or knocked out, whatever, um, if they were if they were to go to my side pouch, they would find in a Ziploc bag Krista's information, her phone number, my name, um, and my blood type is inside is all the information inside my side pouch. Just so you know. I don't know I'm if you sorry, guys ever Shane, thought about. Said, I wasn't listening, man. What'd you say? I said in my in my side oh, pouch. No, brother, I'm just messing with you. I heard. Oh uh, no, I'm. I, I think it's it's incredibly important, um, you know, if you're needing blood right now, instead of them trying to figure out what blood type you are, if you write down what you are and they found that, then you start getting the proper medical care that you need right then and there. It's actually a really good so, idea. Yeah. That is a good idea. Well, man. I'm uh, yeah. I'm gonna order. There's another version of that. It's black. I'm gonna order the black one. Fantastic, man. I mean, that honestly should be something, in my opinion, that should come with every harness. I agree. But 
Well, I, I, I think every everybody to keep costs down. So yeah. every twelve dollars counts and wait. Well, that's um, I think a reserve. I think a reserve should be uh, with every paramotor sold as as part of the unit. Um, but that doesn't happen either. But yeah, and the only problem you get into there is if people want it, um, maybe a lap mount. But yeah, that in price. So you can buy a brand new uh Viserati 185 for like 2700 bucks. Where where is the other 47 or 4000 dollars worth of crap on 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 a pair of motor? Cuz I paid 7 grand for for my motor or my 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 unit. And I'm looking at it going, where's the other 4 grand? You've got 2700 dollars in a motor. Well, less than that, but 3200 dollars, whatever it is. Um, where's the rest of that? I mean, the frame itself is, I don't even know what a new frame is. Um, well, there's a, there's a lot of effort and technology in building the frame originally. Once you got all your jigs and everything to pump them out, they're dirt cheap, but yeah, there's a lot of junk there and it's just whatever the market will bear. You know, that uh, last pluma I bought was over 10 grand, probably closer to 12 than 10. And, uh, but I thought it was worth it at the time. Do you know how much those outboard gas tank gas bulbs are? Those are spendy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, I'm, I'm wondering if you were to part and piece a, a, a motor together, a, a, a unit together, what the price difference would be. If oh, it's anything like frame? a car, it would be double or triple. You mean if you bought the frame only? Yeah, if you bought the frame and then you bought the motor and then you put the throttle on and the harness on and like if you built it piece by piece, what what the price difference would be? Well, I don't know because the, the the throttle will come with the motor, right? So I I don't know. I mean that that's yeah. Not we were talking five. about this not too long ago, how the, the frame is the most expensive part of a paramotor. And, uh, yeah. Because at this point, at this point, I only have to replace one section of my netting. My frame is perfectly fine. If I was to blow a motor tomorrow, I wouldn't go out and buy a whole new unit. I'd just buy a brand new motor. And the harness is good for 400 hours, if, if memory serves me correct. Um, so I don't have to buy a harness. And then what else is there? Gas tank? I mean, gas, gas tank, tank is still is good unless it cracks. Yeah. Yeah, gas tank is expensive either. Nick said 700 for a harness, 200 for a throttle, 4K for a frame. Uh, the 4K part might be a little low, but I guess it depends on which one you get, right? And yeah, then, I mean, and they're all over, whether you get titanium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you had a guy that was a welder for a living, you didn't mean to tell me that dude couldn't build exact frame for half that cost? No. I'm sure, you know. No, you... That, the, the headache and the jig stuff, the, the hours would be 
tremendous. I mean, seriously, because I thought the only reason that I could build a frame would be if you uh, enjoyed the process of building it. And when you got done, you could say that you built it and you took a lot of pride in that. Then you could do that. But other than that, just cut a check. Do what you do for a living and cut a check. How hard is it to make a, a loop with with a piece of metal or titanium? You bend it. And what about your you What up. about your swing arms and all your angles? There's a lot there. I disagree. Well, maybe I'm just a crappy welder. <laughs> 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 maybe that's what it is. I disagree. You don't have to like. It's just. Are you talking about basically taking a design and that's already been developed and then basically just kind of copying it like that? You don't have to make it exact. I mean, you don't have to make little swoops in the the spars or nothing. If you just made them straight and welded them to the frame, how hard is that? I don't know, man, but I don't think I'd want to be the first person to... (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you... for, for a guy that can't even solder, I sure as the hell can't weld. I've never even tried. But I will tell you, outside of um, the titanium part, I, I, I mean, if you, if you took, uh, what's the metal I'm thinking of, the tubing? Um, Stainless? No, if you took. Just a regular shit, you go to Home Depot or Lowe's. It'd be heavier, but... Black pipe? What? It's five. <laughs> I would, yeah. If you just... No. <laughs> if you could just, <laughs> just hey, do Shane. it out of electrical tubing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shane, you're, you're good with a knife, man. Why don't you just whittle you one? <laughs> I should. Oh. I should. Hey, I have taken a 10-foot 2x4 made an almost perfect circle out of it, bending it. Just so you know, a little bit of... Uh, How do you do that with water? Uh, yeah, hot water. And about four days I, to make a damn circle. I, for, for- I, uh, we are talking a little bit about the weight of that hook knife and stuff. I'm not worried about weight on my stuff. Uh, and I bought a 18 liter tank for it. And I'm just waiting until I'm at the next fly in with Eric so I can get him to install it for me. Because mine <laughs> comes with a 12 liter. Yeah. Uh, well, but I, hey, Waller, Waller's correct. Galvanized steel, uh, the galvanized tubing. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. That wouldn't yeah, yeah. take nothing. Yeah, no, nothing. And it would smell good when you welded it, too, when the galvanized was burning off. And it would look like something that, oh, like something like you made. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> that's, that's why they make spray paint. Mm. Yeah, there's always PVC, too, if you're not real handy with, you know, welding and stuff. You that's what I'm saying. You make, a square, and... you make a square tubing. Square and tube you, or a square cage. Your shark shark bites. Can, yeah, just like shark bites. You just kind of put them together, bend the tube, and just, yeah, and man. And when you get See? done, go to Harbor Freight and buy a motor. <laughs> just don't park. Hey, when we go to the next fly and don't park next to me. <laughs> and give me back that shirt. 
this kind of goes back to yesterday's conversation that we had on Monday night with uh, maintenance on your engine. This right here is a prime example why I do my own maintenance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And why I don't do my own maintenance. That's right. Between a... That's why I let people buy their own plane tickets. I house them and then have them do a 200-hour service on my motor. That's how I do things. I mean, I could only imagine a black iron paramotor or a galvanized paramotor. I don't (laughs) think you'd be under the legal weight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So you've got you've got all these different uh, paramotor names. After I'm done building mine, it'll be called the tank. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. Well, it's almost nine o'clock and I'm getting hungry. So um, I'm not going to let you all watch me eat. Yeah. So, <laughs> we've already seen enough of you. I know, right? Will, where can you or where can we find you on social media? You can find me on YouTube under Will Fly or willflyppg.com. Great show. Really had fun tonight. Good deal. Yeah. And then Mark, what about you? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on, on the internet at uh, paralifeppg.com. YouTube is just paralifeppg. And uh, thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, it's a lot of fun for us, and hopefully you all are enjoying it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Shane, where can we find you? You can find me in my backyard welding galvanized and uh, <laughs> making pair of motors. <laughs> Using Harbor Freight motors and uh, twisty ties to put everything together. Um, you can find me at Never Trust the Skinny Chef Shane on YouTube. You can find me at Never Trust the Skinny Chef on Instagram and PPG Shane on TikTok. Awesome. And you can find me here Tuesday nights, every second, third, and fourth Tuesday of Tuesdays of the month. And Shane will be doing his Monday show in, what, two weeks now, on the first Tuesday of every month. So that'll be good. Our next show, we are going to do live, like we do all of them, down in Florida, uh, sitting on the couch with Jack. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sitting on, yeah. Okay. Got it. So, um. And then tomorrow night, you can watch uh, Girls Just Want to Fly with Flying Flamingo Jade. And I we actually got to meet the guests earlier this week. Um, so that'll be a fun show. And I know that Jade also has some other good uh, people coming up. So it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a good uh, beginning of the year for you if you like her show. And you can find hers at paramotorgirl.com. So uh, thank you in the chat for joining in. Uh, Hope we can uh, see you guys at a fly-in soon, but uh, everybody have a a good holiday and we'll see you uh, next week. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.